Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. It is Cofield and Company on this Thursday, live from Silver 7's as we are each and every Thursday. The William Hill Sportsbook right across the way. Great spot to get set up, watch games, make some bets, fund that mobile account, bet during the games live over here with the great 77 cent 12 ounce bottle specials of Bud Light here at the bar. Great setup watching the games and hanging out here at the Silver Sevens. Come on down. Myself, Adam Hill, Willie Ramirez here for the next three hours. Got some prizes, some t-shirts. Stop by Silver Sevens on this Thursday. Willie, how are you doing, sir? Oh, you know. Just uh, what, what is that? I don't know. I, that's why I was asking. Just hobbling along. I made it. You did. But I just, well, we're going to get into how you're feeling overall in a second. But this is how you're feeling today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm kind of kind of gearing up for this big big weekend. Um, it, it, you know, it's weird. I didn't really think about it much. But this morning, it started to really maybe preparing for the show, sending topics over, whatever. But just the the Duke-North Carolina game. But then the fact that the four teams that are involved, some really good storylines. So I'm I'm getting excited for the Final Four weekend. Um, Kind of intrigued with with the – I was a little disappointed that uh, we wouldn't get the Basketball Classic Championship until tomorrow. I was kind of looking forward to that game. Okay. Um, I've been I've been watching that a little bit. So, other than that, just you know, trying to deal with this weather. You know, I'm not a fan of when it gets warm and it, but it's it happens so fast when it happens. It just the cold just disappears because I'm more of a fan of cooler weather, chillier weather. I don't like it to be hot, as you can tell. Like I I'm always prepared to be in cooler climates. Got the hoodie on. Yeah. Uh, and also, I think the the sinuses are what's really going right now. A lot of people really struggling, including myself. It's uh, it's been brutal. This is about the time of year when the weather's turning. It's a uh, it's ugly. The allergies are getting to you. Huh? We're dealing with it, but that's not all we're dealing with right now. It's the three on Cofield and Company. So I mentioned it's Adam Hill, Willie Ramirez here from Silver Sevens, and I didn't see you walk in. How how was it? How was the gate? G A I T, not G A T. You know, like the uh, how, how was your stride? It's uh, it's not as bad as it was when you and I exited T Mobile on Saturday. Okay, um, which is really weird. But since then, um, I've been to the PT, the physical therapist twice. I've been to the orthopedic surgeon, um, and. They're pretty much confirmed. They had the MRI that it's torn meniscus, no CL, meaning no ACL, no MCL, no none of the ligaments. Um, surgery is in my future, but we're hoping that it's a cleanup, not a repair. Okay. The weird thing is, is when it happened, you were you were there. <clears throat> um, I could only step on the ball of my foot, and yet now I can walk with the limp. It's, it still hurts, and I can't fully extend the knee. I'm putting the electrodes and the stem on it. I, 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 it what's crazy is I had ordered one the day before that happened, 
And when I got home from the game that night, it was waiting on my doorstep from Amazon. So I've been doing that and ice. And the ortho said because of sort of the prehab that I've been doing already, I was already going to PT for two weeks just in general because it, it was hurt. He said the meniscus had thinned, so it was bound to pop. But because of all the work that had been done, it probably will help the situation in that it's probably going to be a cleanup rather than a repair. That's what we want. We want the cleanup, not the repair. If it's a repair, I'm off that right foot for two weeks before I can step on it. If it's a cleanup, I'm good to go. There you go. We'll we'll hope it's the better news. I mean, I think for the most part, you you root against your friends. You want bad things to happen, but you don't deserve that. I appreciate that. If it now, if it was like, if it was Steve, you would be like, ah. Oh, I would definitely want him to have, <laughs> to have a major surgery. For, rooting for of the course. repair. Um, of course. The good thing is that what I can tell you is that, like, I'm up front. Like, there's there's full disclosure. Like, there's no lower body. I'm not I'm not <laughs> hinting around to stuff. I'm not letting you know if I'm on the horizon. Called Steve immediately. You know, keep him posted. I want everybody to know what's going on so they know where I'm at as the progress, if they can count on me, if there's, there's no worry as to, well, what's going you know, this is not Golden Knight stuff. You're not long-term IR, you're not no. day-to-day lower body. No. Well, well nobody are kind of day-to-day lower body. But yeah, but nobody's really worried about keeping me under the salary cap because that's fair. just. <laughs> fair enough. That's just not a lot of money being made. Uh, how fast do you think you'd run right now on your knee? I, I don't think I could run at all. Well, so you wouldn't be able to run fast enough to compete in the Formula One race. No, that was no. That was quite a segue. No, yeah, that was. I, I doubt. I the only person that I think I could probably catch like in a race is I could probably run down Ed Graney. Well, I don't know that kid. He, he runs like six he miles runs. a day or he's something. A, doesn't he? He's a runner. Yeah, he is. That's a bird killer. I don't know if he's talking about that. But... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I was trying to think of somebody. Air. I was trying to think of somebody else that I could catch, but I don't know who I could catch. Maybe. But yeah, I don't know Steve how fast I can run at all. Steve? Yeah, we can catch him. What about Danny over there? Danny will outrun you. Danny sure, looks. Sure. Danny looks athletic. So nobody's running in the Formula One race, though. The cars are running. It's going to be a very, very fast race out on the strip, or as I think they called it in one of their videos, the main road of Las Vegas. <laughs> The main road? Okay. Well, it's not close our enough. main road. Um, here's the thing. My level of care about this event is like a negative 30. Don't care. I'm not excited. But I'm also not going to be one of the – I know there's people that are like, the traffic and the streets are going to be closed. And Listen, there is a, there is a trade-off to some degree of living in the greatest city in the world where everybody wants to come and every event wants to be here. Like, our tax situation is nice mm-hmm. because we bring mm-hmm. events like this to town. Um, we get to have people from all over the world and bring money into our economy because we bring events like this into town. It's going to be annoying to me. I'm very much hoping that there's a Raiders road game that weekend, so I'm not in town. But I'm not going to I'm not going to cry about, like, oh, the traffic, the roads are closed. Who cares? But wait a minute. Let me uh, So... The only people, the locals that I would imagine, well, not only, but for the most part, that it could like have a huge impact is if you work on the strip. Oh, no, no, oh, no. It is gonna, it's going to be the whole city. You think? Look at the track. Did you see where the track is? Well, maybe because I'm looking where I live, and I could just, uh, in Alianti, and I could take the 215. It's probably still going to be. I mean, think how many people are going to be going on all those roads because they can't go anywhere near 
the city. Like, if, in order to go from, you know, you it's going to be nuts to go anywhere. You can't cross town at all. Yeah. It's going to impact everybody. There's no question what is about it? it. Is it, what is it, three days? Well, they're going to have to start building the track way early, I would imagine. I mean, they just started building the NFL draft stage yesterday. That's a month out. They're going to be closing yeah. all these streets. Like, it's going to be, it's going to impact traffic very badly for a while. And I get that part, but I'm not. Again, it is what it is. Like this is where this is what we do. We do events. Like be 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 happy about the event coming to town. I may have to like rent a room in Havasu. <laughs> if it's dirt, where wherever 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 I need to be to cover, I'll just go to that side of town and stay there. Well, uh, here's the thing, and I I don't know if people fully grasp how big formula one is it is massive and it's getting a much bigger following here the cool kids all love well, formula one for sure all over the world and there's a reason that you know the lvcva went all in on trying to get this event here and paid a lot of money to make this event come here it is going to bring in money from all over the world people from all over the world i can't imagine I, i'm wonder. i'm thinking it might be more to get rooms that weekend than it will be for Super, Super Bowl, Bowl weekend. In a couple of years. Especially because, th- I mean, think about it, you'll be able to watch the race from a lot of the rooms. Like, Oh, yeah. It's going yeah. to be nuts. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think you'll be able to get rooms like somewhere else, like downtown, uh, during that weekend. That might, you know, maybe not as much as it will be for the Super Bowl. It's going to be crazy. So, top time. three hotel price um, over the next few years in order. Formula One, Super Bowl, regional weekend. Well, I think I think Super Bowl overall. I'm just saying those hotels where you'll be able to watch the race. Those prices will be yeah. are going to be nuts. Super Bowl is going to be bigger overall, like downtown and off the strip. You're, it's going to be nuts to try to get a room. Listen, I tried to get a room in New Orleans this weekend. <laughs> Could not. Could not. Sure. I think like the Hampton Inn was like seven fifty. Are you going? No, I wanted to. Oh. Can't. That's not. I'm not paying that for a hotel room. Well, it wasn't even in French Quarter. It was like it was like over across the river. Could I could see you like finding a spot like in Ruston or Baton Rouge and then driving in. I mean that's your style. I mean don't forget I, I I was around when you when you flew into one drove to Georgia had to go to Florida flew up here. But I can't remember what that uh, what that situation uh, it was, was. It was for uh, it was when the nights were in the. Uh, Oh, that the, finals the run that first final, year yeah, to Winnipeg. when I had to try to get from Nashville to Winnipeg. Yeah. And there was zero flights. Instead of Nashville to Winnipeg, you ended up in Georgia, Florida. and I, I rented a car and drove to Atlanta, flew to Orlando, switched air, slept overnight in the airport, switched airlines, flew to Toronto, switched airlines again, and flew to Winnipeg. Yeah. And it was like 34 hours. Flying to Baton Rouge, stay at a little motel, and drive <laughs> into New Orleans. I was a much younger man. much <laughs> 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 I'm getting old. Much stuff. younger. I'm not sleeping on floors in airports anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I did it like two weeks ago. I don't, what am I talking about? So, yeah, uh, it's going to be crazy. Formula One weekend. Plenty of time to talk about that. It'll be the end of next year. But it is a cool – no matter how you feel about it. And, again, I have zero interest, zero care. Don't – I don't care at all that it's coming here except for what it's going to do for our economy and for people coming in. But the crying and whining about it that I've heard from some people just knock it off. It's the trade-off we have for living here. We want big events like this. We have to embrace them when they're coming to town. No question about it uh, for sure. Well, I'm going to get into the Knights. 
next. But real quick, they did get a win last night. That's what they needed. They didn't get everything they needed because we said as we went off the air yesterday, the Knights had to win and just make sure that the Kings and Oilers don't, don't go to overtime. It's your fault. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Marcheseau blocks the shot, gets the puck. He's got a clear path. Marcheseau toward the goal. He scores. Jonathan Marcheseau with his 26th goal, 54th point. Both Golden Knights highs. Knights put it away, 3-0. Hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver 7s, it's Cofield and Company. Oh, it is Adam Hill. William Ramirez back here. Silver 7s, come on by. Stop in. Say hello, grab a t-shirt, a couple prizes as well, and the 77-cent Michelob Ultra Budweiser Bud Light bottles during all college basketball games right through Monday night. So that's Saturday night with the Final Four, and Monday night as well. It's a great spot to hang out and watch the games and the Golden Knights games, as you just heard right there. The Golden Knights get a win on the road, a rare, elusive road victory for the Golden Knights last night in Seattle. They'll be there again on Friday, had quite a few topics to talk about with the Golden Knights, uh, some things to get into around the team, but already ruined it all. Um, he said that he was going to play a Marshy highlight. I don't even know who that is. So I believe it's what Ari is referring to as Jonathan Marsha. So um, I don't know that I, – I do know that Ari has – no familiarity with anybody on the team. He's never been to a practice. I've never seen him there. He apparently thinks he's on a nickname basis now? Well, it just depends on who he's following on Twitter. I mean, he could be following people that like to call him Marchy and other people Daddy and oh, all these all God. these weird nicknames. That maybe he thinks that – I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to get into it. I, I don't recognize any of that. I know their names. That's it. Well, and we, well, first of all, we have been in locker rooms. We do know the players. We know the players. We know thing. them by names. Be, we know them by name. It'd be one thing when you walked into when we, we used to be able to go in the locker room. Did did you walk up and because hey, I mean, he was more than the two most personable players in the history of this franchise that Ryan you Reeves. that you and I could just walk up and talk to. Did you go up and say, "What's up, Rebo? What's up, Flower?" Or did you go, "What's up, Brian?" It was Ryan. Mark Andre? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Well, you know, yes. It, it's, it's just. Adam, if you ever, if locker rooms ever open up, because NFL is opening up, but if NHL ever opens up again, and you ever hear me call Evgeny Danov Daddy, you smack me. You have <laughs> oh, full open reign to smack me. Oh, I will. You have full open reign to Will Smith me. And we did learn <laughs> uh, this week. NFL locker rooms open again this season, which is great news. We'll get into why it matters a little bit later on, because I think when when this was, it was funny, th- this was the biggest thing to me that came out of the owners meetings. Yes. Uh, and I know that there's a lot of people that didn't care and it didn't really register for them. I'll, I'll, we'll, cu- we'll get into later why yep. it does matter. And actually an NBA player spoke out today and said it really does mm-hmm. matter to have the media back in the locker room. And we'll get into that. Uh, a little bit later on. But, yes, we were talking about the Golden Knights before Ari completely derailed us off the air by referring to Jonathan Marceau as a nickname, Marshy. 
first of all, Marchy, not Marshy, I believe, would be yeah, yeah. proper. And he said Marshy. Marshy. Yeah, which he's not on the Brady Bunch. Uh, big win last night for the Gold Knights. We did say, hey, they all they need out of the other game is no overtime. Of course, it went to overtime. But Golden Knights' probability to getting into the playoffs did go up, according to Money Puck, which is the one I follow most closely. Went from about, it was down around 42% in the evening yesterday. Now up to 48. It's almost 50 50. I've seen some sports books around town post a number. Uh, they were plus 140 in one spot yesterday to make the playoffs. I think now they're down to about plus 110. So it's pretty much down to, it's a little bit south of 50 50, but back to close to a 50 50 chance. And yeah, they're going to need some losses by most likely. I mean, there are some teams that could fall apart in the wild card race, but most likely either Edmonton or L.A. to kind of fall apart here down the stretch and and pass them. But really the biggest thing is to win, and they need to win games, and they were able to win last night, uh, put together a solid defensive effort. I know you know Logan Thompson gets credit with the shutout, and he played fine, uh, but really it was the defense. And they're starting to get some bodies back on defense. McNabb played a bunch last night, played pretty well. Uh, Alec Martinez obviously back in there solidifying some things. Like, the defense playing at that level is going to help a lot, and Logan Thompson really didn't see much of anything in that game. And that is, you know, he gets the shutout, he gets credit, and you give him credit for it, but the defense playing at that level is really what's going to help. Yeah, and, and I think one of the biggest things that you can take away from that, aside from Braden McNabb, he had four hits, which led the, uh, the team last night of the 15 that they had, was Alec Martinez. Um, you know, the story with this guy in terms of how many games he missed with that severe laceration to the face um what he's been known as and he led the team with block shots last night so his confidence level his his sort of his timing his rhythm is back uh they blocked 14 shots he had four of them and i think that as you said that's what's key is getting these not just getting bodies back at him because they've somewhat throughout this injury plague season they've gotten bodies here and there it's the key figures and the roles in which they play. Braden McNagg coming up with those crazy hip checks, right? When someone's coming skating down into the zone. Um, Martinez with with the block shots. Leonard's now off. He served as the backup. It's it's what these guys provide in their roles on the team that is what is key. And, you know, they, ha they still have a tough schedule ahead of them. But what they have in front of them over the next four or five games is a chance to build on this three-game winning streak. They have Seattle, they go to Vancouver, they come back home for Vancouver, Arizona, and then go back to Vancouver before going to Calgary and Edmonton. They realistically could win those next five games and go into Calgary and Edmonton riding an eight-game win streak, and that's the sort of just that, that flow that they need, that offensive flow more than anything. Because as you said, as they get stronger, get those bodies back on defense, and they get their goaltending goal and that sort of solidified, they want that offensive punch that we've seen sort of lack and be inconsistent, including with the power play. So if they can get their 200 feet of hockey, as the coaches like to say, if they can get that going here with some, with some teams that they should be beating, they could be on a nice run going to those two critical games against Calgary and Edmonton. They come home to host New Jersey, Washington, and San Jose, and then they finish the game on the road at Dallas, at Chicago, and at St. Louis. So um, it'll be interesting. That with the win, they move into seventh place, or excuse me, eighth place. They leapfrog Dallas last night. So they're, they're three points back of Edmonton in the West, holding on to that final spot. But it's really kind of crunched up there. 
Well, the problem they have is they have, they have more games played than anybody else in yes. the wild card race. So the wild card, I know people have been looking at, and that's where they where they are right now. They're kind of locked. They're bouncing back and forth between the second wild card and out of the wild card race. But it's really the division. You you have to pass either Edmonton or LA. That is the goal right now. Well, Edmonton's only got one game in hand on LA and Vegas. Vegas and right. L- Vegas and LA have both played sixty nine games. Right, but and and they're they're both a couple of points ahead of Vegas. But that that's what you you have to have your eye on those teams. It's not really the wild card teams that you're looking at because you have to assume uh, all the teams from the other division are going to be in there and, and have a bunch of points. I'm going to tell you the scary team. Dallas is seventy seven points, is one point back of Vegas. They've only played sixty five games. No, that, that, They've got that's why the wild card is kind of out of the picture. Like you you don't need to look at the wild card picture it's the division you have to get into the top three in the division la and edmonton are both within sites so that that's why i don't i don't i've seen people saying like well they're right in the wild card but it's not you should not be looking at the wild card look at the pacific division get in the top three pass either la or edmonton that's the goal right now and that's why that matchup between la and edmonton was so massive yesterday and all they needed was for somebody to win don't go to overtime don't allow both teams to get at least one point and that's you have no control over that, obviously, but of course that's what happened. Three uh, one at one point, Edmonton led. They eventually get the win in the shootout, but both teams get a point, and uh, that wasn't an ideal scenario for Vegas. But they got the win. That's really what matters. Uh, you need you have to win against Seattle tomorrow. LA and Edmonton play again. Don't let them go to overtime. That's what you're hoping for. Um, and in fact, man, it's tough because I think Edmonton is better right now, but Edmonton's schedule is tougher. So it's tough to know who to scoreboard watch and who to watch exactly each night. But really, you just want both those teams to lose. That's what you are focusing on if you're a Golden Knights. But build up the points. Man, if you lose one of these games, you, you mentioned that, that stretch of the next four or five. Yeah. If you lose one, it better be in overtime. It better, it better be – you better still be picking up a point along the way. You can't afford to drop points uh, like, you know, in these good s- situations where you're playing against bad teams. So – We'll keep an eye on the Golden Knights, and as you mentioned, Robin Leonard back. He didn't play last night, but he is back uh, off the injured list, so he is available. He was available to back up last night, but Logan Thompson, again, wasn't really tested, didn't have to do a whole lot, but kept the puck out of the net, got his first shutout. And this is, by the way, we talked about it. We can get into more later. Yeah. This is the this is the rotation that I, and I think us on this show, envisioned. It wasn't about Brassois. They brought him in late uh, before the season started, but it was about getting Logan Thompson some, some some play, and now we've seen that he's gotten some play and he's been much, much better. So the Leonard and Thompson combination is what was envisioned. Now we're starting to see it come to fruition with Robin coming back, and they are ready to push for the stretch. Uh, more Golden Knights talk later. We'll get into uh, some of what's going on with the team, some of the injuries, who might be coming back at some point in the near future. We are down here at Silver 7s. Your spot with the William Hill Sportsbook over here. Make sure you open that app. Get in some of that live betting on the games going on throughout the evening and get ready for the Final Four. And we'll talk to Mark McMillan next, our good friend here on the show. Enjoy 77-cent Bud Light bottles during Vegas Golden Knights games at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook inside Silver 7's Hotel and Casino. I need to get my ankle fixed, but I just want to make sure, you know, I got a commitment from a team. You know, it's a lot for a guy to go through surgery, you know, without an idea of where you're going to work yeah. or who you're going to work for. Yeah. So I think if it's not a job that required me to really come in and put out my input on my body and my ankles, you know, I'm just doing some higher up things and some positive things. 
hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver 7s. It's Cofield and Company. It is Cofield and Company. Adam Hill, William Ramirez down here at Silver 7s as we are each and every Thursday. And on the phone, we wish he was here with us, but on the phone, our good friend, Mark McMillan. How you doing, sir? What's going on, Adam? Man, I heard your voice in a minute, man, live. I know we used to eat some chips and salsa back in the day, man. got to get together, man. I got to sit next to your side, man. I'm in, sir. It's been a minute. You're right. It's a lot. Of the, the season is, is uh, pretty much over. After we get by the draft, I'll be a lot more. So I'll be a lot more available. So I look forward to it. But, man, you are you're killing it on Twitter with some of the stuff that you're putting out there. You got some some big reaction to some of your uh, some of your recent postings. Yeah, I, I got some good reaction, man. I just um, got my line uh, that will be uh, featured in Ace Hardware, Arizona. I uh, just uh, inked a deal here with a food uh, food truck that will be carrying my sauces in line. And then it's not official, but if people heard it here first. I'm going to get a deal with Dynaglow. So Dynaglow is going to be my Grilla McMillan official sponsor. So, man, I'm just blessed, man, to be able to be in this position. And we talked about it for years, man. So now it's here. We're going to have grills, charcoal, meat, whatever. We're going to have it right there ready to grill. You're killing the game, man. Man, I can't wait. I cannot wait till what is it, draft week, Mark? You're going to be – you got something going with the golf and we're, we're exchanging rubs that week. Is that is that what it is, draft week? Yeah, we draft about week, man. I'll be here for the whole week. Uh, it's a three-day tournament that the NFL alumni is putting on. That's it. That's and it. I probably won't play – I will probably won't play in all three, but two of them I'll play in. But I'm, I'm trying to work on getting on a hole so I can grill for the guys out there and just let them taste some brisket, some barbecue, some chicken, man. Just just have a good time with, with some old friends. And uh, what the NFL draft in Vegas is going to be ridiculous, man. It'll be nuts, man. What? Uh, first of all, how's your golf game? <laughs> well, you know, that's why I said I'm going to golf two times instead of three, you know. So, uh my golf game, I can compete. There's a lot of guys out there. I know Andre Reed to be in town. He talks about his golf game. Marcus Allen is a really good golfer. Uh, Christian Okoye is a really good golfer as well. So there's a lot of guys that can really golf that will be in town. So it will be exciting to uh, be able to uh, swing the clubs around with those guys. you got to come out there, Adam. If you could just drive the cart and just hang out, man. That's, that, that, that's usually my role. I think I'm in. I think I'll do that. Let me ask you this. Just how many Nassau's will be placed in uh, side bets will be placed on this uh, during this weekend? Uh, during this weekend? Uh, or during... I really can't say. You know, I know, I know we're in Vegas. I know it's a big gambling town, <laughs> but there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of exchange bets going on, especially during the draft week. Uh, especially with some of the some of the deals that's going on. How about Bobby Wagner going to the what? He going to the Rams? Yeah, thirty two years old. Man, I'm thinking to myself. I, I text my mom like a couple of weeks ago. I see guys with two or three picks uh, in three years getting like ten million. I'm like, I average like four or five a year. <laughs> I, man, we've been riding down the strip in Cadillac and gold chains, baby. How about this, Mark? I don't know if you saw this. Uh, not in the NFL, but T.O. is coming back. 48-year-old Terrell Owens coming back to play football with uh, Johnny Manziel in that fan-controlled football league. Man, uh, T.O. is just a different breed, man. You know, <laughs> the guy is still running, what, 4 5 40. Uh, You know, he just wants to play football and, and go out there and just have a good time. Me, personally, I, I, I wouldn't have no interest in going back down <laughs> and, and playing football, but for some reason, man, T.O. still wants to play football. And that's crazy because you'll ask most guys once they retire, they're like, bro, we're done. We're good. 
I think you can still lock him down. I think that would be a good challenge. We could check that out. Uh, Mark, I'll, Mark, I'll be playing cover two. If I play cover <laughs> two, I'll be underneath. You'll be over the top safety. Oh, I like that. I like that. Mark McBeal. Uh, actually, I might be better up, up at the line of scrimmage trying to bump him. And then after that, I got no <laughs> shot. That's my only prayer. Uh, Mark McBeal joins us, former longtime NFL player uh, here on the show, our good friend, and just a, a, just a dynamo on the grill with uh, many of his ventures, which uh, you can very much look forward to, as he just told us, coming soon to several places near you. We can't wait for that. Uh, Mark, I want to talk to you a little bit about the draft process. Just like where... Where where the mindset is right now is these some of these guys have worked for this moment their whole life, less than a month away here in Las Vegas is the draft. What what are go, what are guys going through right now as they get prepared? What were you going through during your your draft process? I, I was just locked in and just still training, uh, you know, trying to stay focused, trying to finish out school. You know, a lot of these guys are still in school, so you know you're trying to get your grades right. Finals are coming up, so you're trying to make sure everything is in order. Um, it's a nervous time because you put in so much work. Uh, you know, three, four years, uh, some of these guys, unless you come from Alabama or some of these other schools, these guys are three and done now. Uh, you, know, you put in a lot of work, and it's, it's nervous time. Uh, you said the Senior Bowl, the Shrine Bowl, and uh, you got the NFL uh, Combine, and so much is emphasized on the NFL Combine when we see these guys play on Saturdays every week, and they're getting the job done. But you can go to the Combine and run a bad time, or your hands can't measure up to be as big as the other quarterback. And all of a sudden, you're getting judged on that. So, you know, it's nitpicking time for these owners. Uh, these guys are about to become instant millionaires in about three weeks. So, you know, it's nervous time, man. I was, I think I probably lost five or six pounds during draft week. I was just so nervous. Well, I mean, you bring a good point about, you know, we see these guys play and then you measure them out and uh, people start freaking out about them. One guy I wanted to ask you about in particular uh, that that's a safety is Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame who – if you yeah. watch Notre Dame play, listen. I I hate Notre Dame. I'm open about that. I don't like them, <laughs> but I will I will I will tell you that dude can ball, man. You just watch him play. You turn on the tape, he crushes it. That guy is a football player, and I would love to have him on my team if I'm an NFL team. But then he tests out, runs a four seven, and people are like, "Well, I don't know if he's that good." Do you watch it? He is good. That's part of the film does not lie. Uh, even as a freshman, this young man was turning heads as a freshman. And over the last couple of years, like you said, when you turn on the tape, this guy jumps out as the best player on both sides of the ball. You know, he's a game changer in the safety and the defensive backfield uh, position. Um, you know, guys are game speed. You know, some guys can run 40 passes and some guys are just like gamers. You know, when the ball went up in the air with Jerry Rice, he wasn't, a, what, a four six four seven guy. You know, he was a four four guy once the ball went up in the air. And some guys just have different speeds. And for them to break this guy down, like you said, clearly, when you pop on the tape, this guy is knocking people out. He's sideline to sideline. Clearly the best defensive safety uh, in the draft, in my opinion. At the other end of that, Mark, I mean, there are, there are some sort of gemstones out there that won't get picked but will sign as an – undrafted free agent and they will make that final cut a good friend of mine close friend friend of the show here and i covered him in high school and he went on to an eight-year successful career vernon fox and he went undrafted yeah. and started with the chargers played with the uh the then washington redskins the lions the broncos um your your message to those guys out there uh that you know that don't don't drop your head because you know if if you think you're going to get drafted and you have the confidence that you can play 
doesn't mean that you can't sign on, you know, afterwards and still make that roster. How many have you seen in your career? Did you see that happen? Um, all the time. Um, I was probably almost one. I was almost one of them. You know, back then, what was it? Eleven rounds. I was drafted in the tenth round, and you know they got me as a steal, as I as I saw it. And a lot of these guys think they, you know, once you get drafted or not drafted, that your your dream is over. But it's a business, and that's what a business comes in. That well, if no one drafts this guy, we can bring him in and give him whatever we want, as far as the dollar amount. And that's where the business side of the National Football League comes in at. And you get a lot of guys that's free agents, uh, you know, from other squads that's been on practice teams that's trying to make it. And all they need is an opportunity and a chance. And, you know, guys have a long, successful career. And, you know, I was able to play eight years, uh, you know, like I said, being drafted in the 10th round. And, you know, by the Philadelphia Eagles, who had the number one defense in the National Football League. So no one, no one expected me to even make the team, let alone end up starting my rookie year. Um, on the local front, Coach McDaniels has said that he wants to uh, – he has the idea of developing quarterbacks. He wants to develop a quarterback. It sounds like somewhat like the Patriot way. Can you see them – can you see the Raiders reaching out and drafting a quarterback at some point in the draft just to have a young name on there to develop, as he puts it? I, I see that. They need one. You know, obviously Marcus went to Atlanta. Uh, you know, that was the backup that everybody knew about. And now it's like I, I don't even know who the backup is to Carr. Right now, so you know you want to try to develop that culture. If you're going to be the guy to develop quarterbacks, you got to go out and get a guy. Uh, you know, in the late rounds, even if you can get a guy in a free agent that may have slipped a couple of spots, uh, to try to develop that guy. And we all know, man, in the National Football League, most quarterbacks don't last uh, the full 16 games. At some point, you're going to need a backup quarterback to come in and, and help yourself out as well. So. I know Adam we're talking about the draft status. I know a kid I talked about this a couple of weeks ago with me and Steve. Uh, Christian Watson off of North North Dakota State. He's a wide receiver. I've uh, been knowing this kid since he was like six, seven years old. Uh, blew the 40 away at, uh, in the combine. He's like six three, six four. But he went to North Dakota State, and everybody's like, well, look at the competition he played in. But this kid is going to be a, a – a, I will predict he's going to be a second-round draft pick. Remember this name, Christian Watson, wide receiver from North Dakota State. So, Mark, I am uh, I am all over all the draft, you know, prognostications, and I'm actually doing my first mock draft for Sunday coming up. And I will tell you right now, you might be underselling. Uh, he is he is rising. He's in a bunch of first rounds now. What that's even better. Yeah. I, I was just trying to be humble, but I, in yeah. my humble opinion, I think he's a first round pick. I know we talked about uh, the young man Williams out of uh, uh, University of Alabama. We talked about the two receivers out of Ohio State, uh, but Watson. You put him in a Power 5 program, easily he's probably one of the top receivers in the draft. And I would be shocked if he doesn't get drafted in the first round because he he fits all the molds. Uh, I know the Eagles are, are, are talking about drafting him. Um, you know, the, the, the Raiders, we still need another piece. We need a front line. We need offensive help up front. And, you know, we're getting Devontae Adams helps. Yes, it does help. But still, Carr was running for his life last year. Yeah, well, no, uh, no picks for the Raiders. I, I don't think Watson wants to go to the Raiders. They don't pick till the third round right now. But, um, but yeah, he's a guy that, and I think he's helped by the fact that Cooper Cup, same level, uh, came into the league and has done what he's done. And right now, you're look, you're if you can't really question competition when the guy who is the most productive receiver in the league had the same competition. Right, and, and Cooper Cup was my MVP. 
Uh, you know, I know the quarterback gets all the praise and all the glory, but uh, what Cooper Cup was able to do, speaking from a defensive back standpoint, was unbelievable. You had to double team this guy at all times, and you know, obviously, you know the the uh, you know in the Super Bowl they got a little tough. They went away from it. They tried to single him up. Everybody's trying to be all tough and macho, and Cooper Cup went to work and it, and, and won the MVP. Uh, and by the way, we will not stand for the disrespect of Garrett Gilbert on this show, the Raiders' backup quarterback right now. Uh, that, that's all right, though. Tough to follow all the offseason moves. Bad, but yeah. My bad, Gilbert. <laughs> they did, they did bring, a, bring in Garrett Gilbert. Well, lot, a lot more draft stuff to get into over the next couple of weeks. We look forward to breaking it down with you. But tell us once again, you got some stuff coming up, man. This is super exciting, and I know all of our listeners are really, really happy to be able to not only see your – your business grow, your brand grow, but uh, to be able to you know access some of the stuff that you're doing. Yeah, they can get my stuff online at grillamcmillan.com. I got three spices. Um, I'm getting ready to launch my steak rub in a couple of weeks. It just got FDA approved. Um, I'm getting ready to launch my uh, vinegar-based Cali Sweet Gold barbecue sauce. I already have a barbecue sauce called Sweet Heat. That's online as well. Um, Diner Glow Grill, you know, that will be my official grill sponsor, so I'll be able to uh, you know, partner up with them, and we're going to come with a Grillin' McMillan bundle that you'll be able to get all the accessories and the spices and seasons online. Uh, so that's that's big for me, man. And then obviously being able to be an Ace Hardware uh, is, is huge for me as well. So stay tuned, man. You're going to be walking down the aisle, and you're going to be seeing that Grillin' McMillan logo on there. you got to grab yourself some, slap it on some meat, and then <laughs> sit back and have a cold and then enjoy the game. You're killing it, man. We appreciate it. We love it, and uh, happy for you and your success. And that uh, love talking to you every every week here on the show, man. All right, appreciate it, man. I'm gonna put you down as a car driver for the for the uh, yep. NFL alumni golf tournament, man. Oh, I'm in. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> follow follow me on Twitter as well at Mark McMillan29. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, appreciate it, fellas. Have a good show. All right, Mark. Yes, sir, back here. Silver Sevens. Keep it going. More Raiders talk. More Golden Knights talk. And so much more from Silver 7s with the William Hill Sportsbook right around the corner. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield & Co.